0: Today on the show, I'm happy to have Dr. David Horowitz, he's the co-founder of WireVibe AI. They make music to improve your mental focus. Now, before this venture, you had a venture called Horowitz Horowitz Biometrics, where you raised close to a million pounds, and then something went wrong. Can you share your failing success story? Sure.
1: Horowitz Biometrics was set up to take the results of basic research I had done over a period of five years at MIT and in London, and turn it into a product. The product was voice biometrics to do speaker verification for security, cybersecurity. We raised in grants a total of 800,000 pounds, roughly. And one of the grants that we had a co-funding requirement of private investment of a quarter million, which is not a huge amount of money to expect SME to raise. Unfortunately, the C-suite of Horwood's Biometrics wasn't able to pull in the quarter million. So we actually had to downsize and then close the company. Although both grants were finished successfully, and one of the grants won an award from the EU to be the best funded project that year. So that was a failure. And it was a hard failure because we went through a two-year transition period of just watching the company dwindle in value. And we even worked with an agency who claimed they could raise funding. And typically what I found when people approached me and they said they can raise funding and this is my price, two times I paid the price. And they go through their Rolodex, ask if anybody's interested in funding. They exhaust the Rolodex. Then we say they're done. They haven't raised funding. It's not possible. But later on, I would learn that diehard CEOs, who know how to fund companies and take them public, have networks that are mature and well-formed, and they have, have their pitch down, and they know what to say at any given point in the company's Evolution. And I think we were lacking that knowledge. So the success, we had to turn it into a success. I took that technology that was commercial grade, and we made it real time, and we found a company called My Voice AI, whose mission was to build a cybersecurity app based on speech. And with our technology, my co founders were able to raise $1 million. My voice, which has successfully been funding itself even through the pandemic. And the company has grown, developed a lot of proprietary technology, and has a high valuation. Cybersecurity is an important issue. Voice can play an important role. It is a market that needs educating because people don't necessarily understand what voice can do for them. But Putting that aside, I think it was a success to go from a company that was forced to close to a company that's still working and developing technology and has commercial products. So I was at My Voice AI for six years. And then I decided to join Wired Vibe. The research I had been doing for the last two, two and a half years was on mental health and wellness applications. And at Wired Vibe, I'll just mention what we're developing. We're developing, we're taking the music therapist and adding to it a virtual therapist that talks to the client or patient or whatever term you'd like to use in the same way that a live therapist would talk to a a client. We obviously can't duplicate entire body of psychotherapy but we're addressing specifically anxiety and depression which are the two most common problems that people deal with from time to time everyday people will have a period of the blues or lose motivation or miss some work or they, they may be stressed out and this is to treat mild to moderate cases and give people suggestions and exercises they can work on to calm themselves down or lift their mood. Even limiting the domain to that still represents a humongous amount of work that needs to be done in implementing the solution. So we are using generative AI like many are, but there are some problems with chatbots that I'm concerned about for a conversation with a patient who has a mental health problems. I collaborate with a esteemed psychotherapist, Diana Montal, and she has 40 years experience providing psychotherapy and has done two major clinical studies. And we will do a clinical study too before we release our product. That's a second success after the failure.
0: What are some of the problems with chatbots?
1: My experience is predominantly with chatGPT. As a lot of people know, and I know, There are other chatbots and new ones coming out, and I want to review them. For the psychotherapy application, I'm concerned about ChatGBT's personality problems. It can be very professional, but it can drift depending on the prompt engineer. I'm just going to share the prompt engineer. I think there's more to be done than just prompt engineering. But depending on the prompt engineer, I've seen a demo that somebody that I tried out and and my colleague, Diana, tried out. And everything was very nice and professional and personality. It was speech to text and text to speech. But then it got to a point in the conversation where it became malign. It became, and later on, it started phrasing a question, trying to force the user to say. The words that it was saying it wasn't a question it was actually a statement and the way to get out of the loop was to say what it was forcing you to say these kinds of things are common people say chat GPT lies also i've seen that it's trying to find data to suffice the prompt and maybe the data doesn't exist so it takes other data to try to satisfy some criterion And this results in the lying case. Now, this is a humongous product. If the whole body of the product uses this method, it's concerning for the domain of psychotherapy. So I've been researching ways to work around the lying and the personality type and so on. I believe I have an approach that'll be successful.
0: How long do you think before something like that is really functional and able to be used?
1: People are already working on it. There's applications of cognitive behavioral therapy, everyday chatbots, maybe some are chat GPT. There are, like in any market, there are a few leaders. I don't know them off the top of my head, but I've looked at them because mine is a voice application. I don't, I should spend more time with a chatbot than I will. But my initial research was focusing on voice applications. I think we'll see something any day now. I believe people have been working on this. I find it very hard to find anyone working on it, especially a voice bot, but I competed in a grand competition and we presented our approach to a chatbot to a voice bot, and I'm pretty sure other people proposed such things and maybe someone proposed a solution with ChatGPT which I did not do. All of my collaborators knew about ChatGPT they didn't suggest it. and I believe that probably was a winning grant. So I, I don't think we're the only ones in the world working on it, although from our perspective we are because we we're finding exactly what we're looking for. But there are many chatbot implementations, so that, qual- that qualifies as c- competitors. Using cognitive behavioral therapy is not a trivial matter. Really, how you implement it and who the team is implementing it will determine how successful clinically this device is. Now, the wellness market is like an entertainment market or in that it's not regulated, so there, there are psychotherapeutic applications with music and probably voice that are being developed, but there's no scientific basis. There may be a few papers cited for one company. That I looked at. But I had a hard time with understanding what from those papers were being implemented in the music. In our own music app, we have reviewed the literature as well, but when we implemented features that were well documented and researched. So I think regulation is going to come for these apps because we can't have a proliferation of psychotherapy apps that no one has judged the quality or capability. Of the virtual therapist, so we'll do our own clinical study and and try to validate uh, our design. I think our approach with cognitive behavioral therapy and focusing on two common conditions will be successful.
0: If one of our listeners wanted to learn more about Wired Vibe, how can they do?
1: You can see the Wired Vibe website, which is www and we have a product running that thousands of users are using, which is our music therapist. And you can try the product out for free for seven days. We have programmers in Silicon Valley using Wired Vibe to concentrate better while they're programming, and we use special sound effects that were validated in the liter- literature scientifically. And we speaking, these users have stuck with the music and. They want more recordings. They want different music. And we're going to deliver different music, new music. But they're relying on Wired Vibe for their concentration. I, I wouldn't say they have, probably have problems concentrating. They're high-level performers. It just takes them to the next level when they use Wired
0: Vibe. Make sure to check out Wired Vibe. And thank you, David, for coming on the show. Thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Failing to Success. Make sure to smash that subscribe button. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki and we'll see you next time. No, no, no.